When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gelatinous Cubes Walking through a sorcerer's ancient dungeon, you become momentarily distracted by a noise somewhere behind you. Walking forward without looking, you suddenly realize that your body is restrained by something. Your flesh begins to burn from some sort of acid, and you notice a few other bones suspended in the transparent cube you've stumbled into. Lacking the strength to break free, your fate is sealed as you slowly begin to dissolve. This is a gelatinous cube, one of the most iconic and unique monsters in the extensive D&D bestiary. Although they're certainly not the brightest or most dangerous monsters, they've been a mainstay of D&D games for decades, and can still provide a bit of a crisis for rookie adventurers. Gelatinous cubes were first introduced in the original D&D set in 1974, created as an original monster by Gary Gygax. Their popularity then put them in the monster manuals of every future edition, although their simplicity meant that they never received any sort of extensive ecology supplement outside of a short article in Dragon Magazine number 124. In older editions, gelatinous cubes were listed as standalone creatures, but from 3rd edition onward they would be listed alongside other ooze monsters, including grey ooze, black pudding, and ochre jelly. The gelatinous cube is a creature practically perfectly designed to thrive in a dungeon environment. They measure 10 feet by 10 feet by 10 feet, completely encompassing the standard measurements of a dungeon corridor, allowing almost nothing to slip by them as they crawl along. Anything they do come into contact with becomes trapped in their sticky interior, from goblins to elves to plants, equipment gold, and anything else that might crop up in tombs, dungeons, lost temples, etc. Any living tissue that does become trapped in a cube quickly begins to dissolve due to the acidic nature of the cube. This acid has the fun side effect of paralyzing the cube's victims, making it especially difficult to escape without outside assistance. This process is how a gelatinous cube eats breaking down tissue so that it can absorb the nutrients from its prey. However, the bones of the victim, along with any metal or stone they were carrying, are not dissolved, leaving them suspended in the cube for quite some time. This is typically the only way to easily spot a gelatinous cube, by noticing bones and weapons suspended as if in mid-air, as it can be rather difficult to notice a nearly transparent cube in a dim dungeon corridor. A good way to realize if there is a gelatinous cube around, though, is to look for any perfectly clean corridors, as their acid tends to scrub them clean upon passing through. A gelatinous cube possesses no real intelligence to speak of, operating only based on certain stimuli. They are attracted to vibrations or sources of warmth, but are otherwise devoid of hearing, and will avoid any cold surfaces or objects if possible. 
They are also capable of squeezing their bodies into more flexible shapes if required to continue moving, but will always return to their normal cube shape. As mentioned, their normal form is a cube 10 feet on each side, weighing somewhere between 10,000 and 15,000 pounds. There are two situations, however, where they would grow larger than this shape. The first is if they come across another gelatinous cube in their movements. This is not how they reproduce, but the two cubes will merge into one massive cube if they move into one another. They will divide back into their normal forms if they ever encounter a third cube, or on their own after a few days. The second way is more common, as a gelatinous cube will in fact grow larger through continual feeding. Once reaching a certain size, usually once every six years, it will split itself into two smaller cubes, each now with their own brain. Both cubes will then grow to a normal size within a short time. Gelatinous cubes don't move especially fast and can't crawl up walls or ceilings. They have no real intellect and so can't be controlled like other creatures, but someone in charge of a dungeon might wish to keep one around to clean up carrion and other bits of trash. They can be corralled into only patrolling certain sections of a dungeon, since unlike other oozes, they can't warp their bodies enough to slip under doors and other obstructions. It's certainly possible that some mad wizard created gelatinous cubes for this exact purpose. They don't possess any sort of society, culture, psychology, or goals outside of moving and eating. They're definitely not the most fascinating creature to ever exist in an RPG, but their uniqueness has earned them a place in popular culture nonetheless. It's very possible if you've played D&D that you've never been killed by a gelatinous cube, but you likely know what one is, and sometimes that's enough.